All right, now IOL is reporting that mental health issues have continued to gain increasing awareness with a steady removal of the stigma when it comes to discussing the importance of mental health. Yet many employees might deny mental health problems and the workplace, of course, can be a continual source of stress and can easily have a massive impact on the he- on the mental health of its employees. Uh, we're joined now by Mental Health Information Centre Director uh, Janine Rus uh, about uh, working environments, uh, sick leave and how they should intertwine with Mental Health Days. Janine, welcome to the show. It's great to have you with us uh, and a very interesting topic that we're going to be talking about. Um, we're talking around uh, mental health and uh, work and mental health in the, in the workplace. Do you think, just to start with, are we seeing a general reduction in the stigma around mental health, just generally? Generally, I think so. I, I don't know whether it is because I work where I work, but uh, I find that people are more open to talk about the difficulties because there's such a lot of people suffering uh, from depression and stress and anxiety. So, so we all know someone, uh, you know, who, who suffers from, from that. And um, people are much more accommodating and, and, and open to talk about it. And of course, the the workplace itself can be um, a place of of enormous stress and can have an um, a, an, a massive impact on the health of of employees. What when it comes to what um, employers can do? How can businesses create um, or help minimise stress or create a supportive environment, particularly for people uh, who do have mental health issues? Um, look, it, it, it's, it's great to have an uh, open communication with your with your employees uh, and an open door policy, uh, um, so that people can easily approach you and 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 talk. But but that happens. Uh, it doesn't happen that often. But but companies can strive to do that, and employers can strive towards that. Um, because, you know, it will benefit them in the end. It will benefit them cost-wise and uh, uh, you will have uh, happier employees and, you know, just a fair and open environment. Uh, um, So, so, yeah, and and also maybe uh, adjust the time, the working time and the leave of of someone that is struggling. So, So, you know, people suffer from depression and mostly it's a reactive illness, uh, um, um, uh, so, so, and then they they get healed from it, and then they can go on with their normal life. So, so just uh, you know, a company should be, um, I think, supportive to just assist them through uh, difficult periods which we all go through. How important is knowledge and information when it comes to that? Because there, as much information as there is out there, are businesses, are employers, employers accessing that information so that they know that if you're dealing with somebody, let's say, for example, who has bipolar, is that the cyclical nature of that disease might be that, you know, yes, they're having a tough time now, but they may well also have a tough time in a few months' time, and, and that is mm-hmm. completely out of their control. Yeah. Um, yes, look, we do what we can to create awareness, and, and uh, you, by, with a click of a button, you can get a whole lot of information on the Internet um, but but strangely enough, uh, you can you know we do uh, talks on awareness days and and companies have employee assistance programs and wellness days and so on. But but it is as if people uh, um, recognize the the severity of these illnesses when they really get to deal with it themselves or with a family member. Mm. So so what we concentrate on is just to get say. 
the signs of depression out there because you know in in, in simple terms if you if you see a disruption in your sleeping pattern or your eating pattern or your daily functioning then try to get help as soon as possible and so on so it's difficult in a sense but in another sense so you know just to get the signs and symptoms out there and if you recognize it in a friend or a a colleague or uh, someone you know to approach that person and and assist try and assist them in getting to help as soon as possible because the sooner you treat these conditions the better and uh, they are highly treatable conditions. Going back to the issue of stigma just for a moment, I mean, oftentimes when we take on a new role, uh, we'll fill in an employment contract and there will be a section in that employment contract which asks, uh, do you have a disability? Now, I'm somebody that, that lives with depression and bipolar and borderline personality disorder, but I have to say I've never in my life filled out yes when it comes to... Mm-hmm having a dis- disability mm-hmm. um and and i guess that some of that is because i i i think i i'm not sure that i i want my employer to have this this idea of me a stereotype of somebody with mental health issues however that has backfired a number of times for me personally mm-hmm. where it's come to the point where i've been so i've tried so hard to keep going and keep going and battle through a depressive period um or a or a cycle of of depression that i've actually ended up making myself far more ill than I would have done if perhaps I'd been able to go forward and say, listen, yes, I have a disability. This is it. Um, please educate. Here's some information about it if, if necessary. Um, and, and this is, this is how it, it manifests. Mm. It's a whole thing of education and the more information, the better it will be, I think. And the whole thing also employees uh, do our, our, uh, Illness or don't really disclose the illness. Um, if you disclose it to your employer, maybe you will get. I think it's an individual decision that you need to make. You know, uh, depending on where you work and what the conditions are where you work. Mm. Isn't that tough though? Because if with any other disability or with any other um, illness or, or disease, you wouldn't necessarily think twice about saying, "Well, yes, I, I have um, perhaps a physical impairment or, um, or or something else." If if you're if you're blind, then then you say yes, or partially sighted, or uh, then you would say that. But when it comes to mental health, there is this thing of well, it's sort of up to you because you're not quite sure how it's going to be received and how it's going to be dealt with. I remember mm. once telling um. Uh, a, a boss of mine a, a number of years ago now that you know it, it got to the point where I, I really needed to disclose my mental health status and when I told him that I had bipolar he said I don't believe in it um, and I mean that just just extraordinary and and I I'm looking back now and I think gosh what a thing to say and and should I have said anything should I not have said anything yeah it's, it's very unsympathetic to do that um, you know it's because it's, it's also an, something that you can't see it's an mm. invisible illness it's a brain illness and and uh, we we find that any, anything from the neck up uh, you know carries a, a, a stigma around mm, mm. Um, because be, yeah because it's it's not something people can see they can't touch it they can't it's like a mystery so uh, you know but but i think the more the more awareness we do and and the more people talk about it uh, and I, I i don't want to say normalize it but mm, you know mm. there there's such a lot of people suffering from these conditions that it's, it's actually in this day and age where people go to the moon it it's so it's really strange that we still 
have that stigma attached to a brain illness. What does the law say about mental health and the workplace? I'm not a law expert, but um, the, we, we are very well protected, I think, because um, the labour law uh, uh, is a, are on the side of the employee and, um, you know, they, they have uh, um, the Employment Equity Act where they, you, can't, you, you can't be unfairly discriminated against um, so, so I think people, you know, if you know the law, you can, you, you, you really are actually very well protected. And these, the reasonable accommodation, uh, uh, as in the Code of Good Practice in the Government Gazette, that it's a general guideline for employers in how to handle someone with a mental or physical disability, and then uh, uh, guiding them from there, companies can put their own policies and programs in place, uh, you know, to suit the needs of their own uh, uh, workplaces. What is reasonable? Um, what, what, when we say reasonable, reasonable accommodation, what do we mean? What does that look like? Um, well, it's, a, it's a whole lot of, you can, you can go and read it. I'm, I'm not, uh, as I said, a law expert, mm, mm. but it, it, it's to allow the employee to function at his or her own full capacity, I think and to reduce the impact of the impairment as much as possible. Um, uh, you know, and also to create an environment conducive to work satisfaction because it's, it's, it's more difficult for someone with a disability to get work satisfaction, I think. So, so make it as easy as possible. Uh, remove barriers so that a disabled employee can, um, you know, have equal access to the benefits of the employment. Let's talk a little bit about uh, sick leave um, and and how that should perhaps intertwine with with mental health days. I mean, what, is that something that you would be an advocate for, mental health days? And do they exist in some places? Uh, I I'm not sure whether they exist. I'm, I don't know whether I'm an advocate for that because that's, again, separating the brain from the rest of the body. Mm, mm. So a mental illness is like any other illness. It's like um, diabetes or, uh, uh, or you know, a cancer. It's, it's just a mental disorder. It's a mental illness, so it's a brain illness. And, and you know, to separate that, and uh, it, I, I think, would be wrong. So if you meet the, the, the criteria, the diagnostic criteria that, that's in the DSM, which is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual uh, whereby psychiatrists diagnose mental disorders, if you meet the criteria, say, for depression, you are entitled to take sick leave for that. Mm. So you have a diagnosis just as you have for diabetes or for high blood pressure. You have a diagnosis and you take medication for it or you go for psychotherapy for it. And you are entitled, if you really struggle, uh, you are entitled to your sick leave. So I, I would rather advocate for, um, you know, for the stigma of uh, depression or uh, anxiety or whatever, you know, to, so that we can work on that, but, but, but make it part and parcel of your other sick leave. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Mm. Uh, just finally, what would you say if there are employers listening in now, perhaps people who own, well, large or small businesses, uh, and it's not something perhaps that they've ever thought about before. Um, and, and I always think about this is that, as, as you said at the beginning, most people know somebody who is touched by mental illness mm. in one way, whether it be them or a family member. But sometimes when we're in the workplace, we forget that our employees um, or our staff have lives 
lives outside of that setting. We forget essentially that they're people. Um, so what would you say to people who are listening in now who are perhaps thinking, actually, I could make improvements um, at my company? What would be your, your suggestion to them? A good idea, I think, would be for them to get uh, um, someone in to talk to the employees. We've done that before uh, uh, in various settings to, to give uh, information about um, the signs and symptoms of depression or the signs of uh, post-traumatic stress or, you know, or whatever. But, but just to, to talk to the employees, to create an environment where, where they, they can be be spoken to and give information um, about these various, and then also where to go to. And if they recognize the symptoms, when it, as I said earlier, when it impacts on your daily functioning, to get help as soon as possible. And then where to go to from there. If you go to the public sector, there are certain places that you, you know that you can access when you go to the private sector. We can assist with that as well if people want to call or email or, you know, we can assist with that. But and I think that, you know, employers could try and maybe yeah, create a space for for someone to come and talk to the employees uh, about uh, wellness and um, healthy lifestyles or, you know, mental health in general. Mm, absolutely. Janine, it's been a fascinating conversation and uh, we thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you so much.